section four of england scotland ireland and wales this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world story volume ten england scotland ireland and wales edited by eva march tappan section four the gunpowder plot sixteen o five by david hume under james i both catholics and puritans were fined and imprisoned and treated in all ways with the utmost unfairness and severity naturally plots were made against the king the most notorious was the gunpowder plot a scheme for blowing up the parliament house with gunpowder this was to be done on the fifth of november that day is still known as guy fawkes's day and the old rhymes are not yet forgotten don't you remember the fifth of november the gunpowder treason and plot i see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot the editor in the spring and summer of the year sixteen o four the conspirators hired a house in piercy's name adjoining to that in which the parliament was to assemble towards the end of that year they began their operations that they might be less interrupted and give less suspicion to the neighbourhood they carried in store of provisions with them and never desisted from their labours obstinate in their purpose and confirmed by passion by principle and by mutual exhortation they little feared death in comparison of a disappointment and having provided arms together with the instruments of their labour they resolved there to perish in case of a discovery their perseverance advanced the work and they soon pierced the wall though three yards in thickness but on approaching the other side they were somewhat startled at hearing a noise which they knew not how to account for upon inquiry they found that it came from the vault below the house of lords that a magazine of coals had been kept there and that as the coals were selling off the vault would be let to the highest bidder the opportunity was immediately seized the place hired by piercy thirty-six barrels of powder lodged in it the whole covered up with faggots and billets the doors of the cellar boldly flung open and everybody admitted as if it contained nothing dangerous confident of success they now began to look forward and to plan the remaining part of their project the king the queen prince henry were all expected to be present at the opening of parliament the duke by reason of his tender age would be absent and he was resolved that piercy should seize him or assassinate him the princess elizabeth a child likewise was kept at lord harrington's house in warwickshire and sir everard digby rookwood grant being let into the conspiracy engaged to assemble their friends on pretence of a hunting match and seizing that princess immediately to proclaim her queen so transported were they with rage against their adversaries and so charmed with the prospect of revenge that they forgot all care of their own safety and trusting to the general confusion which must result from so unexpected a blow they foresaw not that the fury of the people now unrestrained by any authority must have turned against them and would probably have satiated itself by a universal massacre of the catholics the day so long wished for now approached on which the parliament was appointed to assemble the dreadful secret though communicated to about twenty persons had been religiously kept during the space of near a year and a half 
no remorse no pity no fear of punishment no hope of reward had as yet induced any one conspirator either to abandon the enterprise or make a discovery of it the holy fury had extinguished in their breasts every other motive and it was an indiscretion at last proceeding chiefly from these very bigoted prejudices and partialities which saved the nation ten days before the meeting of parliament lord monteagle a catholic son to lord morley received the following letter which had been delivered to his servant by an unknown hand my lord out of the love i bear to some of your friends i have a care of your preservation therefore i would advise you as you tender your life to devise some excuse to shift off your attendance at this parliament for god and man have concurred to punish the wickedness of this time and think not slightly of this advertisement but retire yourself into your country where you may expect the event in safety for though there be no appearance of any stir yet i say they will receive a terrible blow this parliament and yet they shall not see who hurts them this counsel is not to be contemned because it may do you good and can do you no harm for the danger is past as soon as you have burned the letter and i hope god will give you the grace to make good use of it unto whose holy protection i commend you monteagle knew not what to make of this letter and though inclined to think it a foolish attempt to frighten and ridicule him he judged it safest to carry it to lord salisbury secretary of state though salisbury too was inclined to pay little attention to it he thought proper to lay it before the king who came to town a few days after to the king it appeared not so light a matter and from the serious earnest style of the letter he conjectured that it implied something dangerous and important a terrible blow and yet the authors concealed a danger so sudden and yet so great these circumstances seemed all to denote some contrivance by gunpowder and it was thought advisable to inspect all the vaults below the houses of parliament this care belonged to the earl of suffolk lord chamberlain who purposely delayed the search till the day before the meeting of parliament he remarked those great piles of wood and faggots which lay in the vault under the upper house and he cast his eye upon fawkes who stood in a dark corner and passed himself for piercy's servant that daring and determined courage which so much distinguished this conspirator even among those heroes in villainy was fully painted in his countenance and was not passed unnoticed by the chamberlain such a quantity also of fuel for the use of one who lived so little in town as piercy appeared a little extraordinary and upon comparing all circumstances it was resolved that a more thorough inspection should be made about midnight sir thomas nevitt a justice of peace was sent with proper attendance and before the door of the vault finding fawkes who had just finished all his preparations he immediately seized him and turning over the faggots discovered the powder the matches and everything proper for setting fire to the train were taken in fawkes's pocket who finding his guilt now apparent and seeing no refuge but in boldness and despair expressed the utmost regret that he had lost the opportunity of firing the powder at once and of sweetening his own death by that of his enemies before the council he displayed the same intrepid firmness mixed even with scorn and disdain refusing to discover his accomplices and showing no concern but for the failure of the enterprise this obstinacy lasted for two or three days but being confined to the tower left to reflect on his guilt and danger and the rack being just shown to him his courage fatigued with so long an effort and unsupported by hope or society at last failed him and he made a full discovery of all the conspirators End of section four this recording is in the public domain